What podcast is this? Oh, hi. Um, which podcast am I doing today? Basic Snitches! And what's your name? Oh, I'm Tara. My name is Adam. That's and cool. my name is Dan. I'm here too, still. Dan is still here. Woo! And you, I'm forcing you to introduce yourself. I'm Victoria, although I will contribute nothing to this episode. Except Woo! for your lovely presence, and we love that. Let. Which all y'all in the internet cannot feel, because that would be weird if you could. It might be a strong enough presence, honestly. I mean, if she doesn't say anything. I've been around you. Strong, weird, so. chaotic energy just vibing around you. Like well, that's me. pretty normal for our listeners. So right. They're just be like, oh, hard to distinguish. more of the same. <laughs> Kindness but chaos. That is, I Aww. believe, how Dan has described me. I like it. Today. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of chaos at the very least. <laughs> Here are our patrons? Like, what? Here are our patrons. <laughs> Today we're discussing chapter 23. 23? Horcruxes? Of the Prince one. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Horcruxes. That's what we are. Horror. I'm not a Horcrux. You know what I always say? Don't do the Horcrux because then you get Hogwarts and then you don't quit it. Chin. <laughs> That's a terrible joke and I laughed anyway. I was going to say, do I ever not make terrible jokes? The answer is yes. Wow. I make really fucking good jokes. You do, but you also do make terrible jokes like yes, that Yes, but that's fine. We all do. That's what jokes is for. Patreon. Yes, now here are our patrons. Those folks are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Layla, Marybeth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia. We are looking for you to join that list at patreon.com slash basic snitches. We have three tiers. The lowest one is $3 a month. You get recognized in every episode and you get exclusive content every week. And the higher tiers have even more perks. And today we're not playing a game. It's another react video. It's one that I kind of phoned in, but it's fine. Honestly, you should still subscribe because it's bound to be funny even if it is a little bit phoned in. Winner loser uh, segment. So uh, <laughs> what if I just started doing that and like <laughs> announcing, okay, wow. I'm done. Game! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chaotic energy, there's Adam. So, um, before we talk about chapter 23, who do you think was the winner loser of chapter 22? Well, I'm going to say the loser was Voldemort, and I'm going to say the winner was Dumbledore. Phineas well, Nigellus is probably the winner. So, so. neither of them were in the chapter. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm thinking about this chapter. <laughs> okay, uh, I changed my answer then. Okay. Harry's the winner, and the loser is Aragog, because he did. <laughs> Well, Harry is the winner. Okay. He finally gets that memory. Dean Thomas is a loser. We don't find out until this chapter, but he loses. He loses. Oh, because Jimmy's like, Jimmy's like, I'm done with this shit. Don't push me, bitch. We do find out this chapter. Yeah, actually, I did have the loser of chapter 22. Yes. It's Slughorn. I'm giving him the loss. Yeah. He got a free unicorn tail and all that venom. He benefited, but he... I like that wasted. It's It was a hard one. If there were other options, you know, people we didn't like in the Hagrid's chapter. best friend died. And Slughorn was only there to collect the venom. Yeah, I know, so he won. From his slug- perspective, he won. <laughs> it was Slughorn being very Slughorny. Hot. Um, <laughs> and also, there's something about how Slughorn is pitiful in a not sympathetic way about not giving up this especially in the lego harry potter version i'm telling you oh i believe you it's very upsetting like yes eventually he does give us the memory and it's very good that he does and you're like i'm I'm proud of you for doing it finally but it's very like self-preservation that makes me uncomfortable so loss okay we still love sluggy though 
Yeah, it was a good positive chapter overall, too. So I Yeah, it was. So someone wrote a thi- thing. Sorry, I forgot that I'm doing that already. <laughs> I wrote thing, thing portion. Dan's going to read it. Oh, I lovely. will read Whenever you are ready. Okay. Whenever you are ready. <laughs> Horcruxes. Apparently that's how I'm talking for the rest of the episode. Horcruxes. Harry heads back to the castle, but the Felix Felicus is wearing off, so he almost gets noticed by Peeves, and does get told off by the fat lady. But that's because he woke her up, and that's just rude. He then goes to Dumble's office, after nearly headless Nick tells him that the headmaster is back. Dumble is surprised to see him, but doesn't seem to be bothered by the fact that Harry is out of bed at this late hour. When Harry tells him he has Slughorn's memory, they immediately pour into the pensive. In the memory, Harry and Dumbledore learn that Professor Slughorn temporarily lost his fucking mind and told a student who was clearly being shady as fuck about the very obvious evil magic of horcruxes. He is redeemed somewhat by not knowing exactly how to create them, but still shared a lot of information and is very clear why he didn't want anyone to know what he had told Tom Riddle 50 plus years ago. Harry and Dumble now discuss what exactly horcruxes are now that they have seen Slughorn's entire memory. It is very clear that Dumble knew most of this information already because he is first class at keeping stuff from everyone else. But today he's telling Harry at least 20% of what he'll need to know, which is honestly a lot when it comes to Dumble. Long story short, Voldy has created six horcruxes so that he can be immortal. Dumble knows more or less what all of them are because of course he does. And surprise, Harry, two of them have already been destroyed. But don't think that makes any easier because even Dumble does not know where they all are. Harry does finally get some closure on Dumby's crispy hand and learns the full story behind that. But even though Harry got all kinds of interesting story time in this chapter, it still ends with the reminder that Harry's life is definitely not going to get any easier. It's true. This is kind of like the last time where he can like kind of chill before it gets crazy. You know, you right. Think about it. No, he's like, oh, I finally learned about crispy hands. But also, I have to, like, kill a guy. I hate being reminded of that. But I was going to do it anyway, so right. yeah, it's it like, makes sense. But I was going to do it anyway. That's pretty much what it is. It's just like, you kind of like get in this place, you're like, oh, Harry, you can do teenager shit. Just kidding. Let's go back to reminding him of all this. Now, I do have to say, from the last time that you recorded, I was like, a clumency? Okay, interesting. Felist Felicus? Felicus. Th- that sounds like something having to do with the pussy, if you ask me. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's what it like means. this? I have no experience with vaginas, okay? I didn't even come out of one. Sure. Book portion! Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the first thing I have in my notes is um, that Felix Felicus. Because <laughs> I'm going to say that. Are you trying to a, kill me? <laughs> that Felix Felicus really. World Hard thing. season Latin. I guess. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, the Latin this teacher is when we finally like, get to acknowledge what a huge fucking nerd dad is. I mean, like, Victoria's over I here also being like, married a Latin, Latin teacher, so. This is accurate. I'm not practicing anymore, but. Not practicing Latin. What a huge fucking nerd Victoria is. <laughs> I love that you're just now learning this. But yeah, I guess I kind of knew that, but it also was like, it uh, it's a dead language. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. You did. So you yeah. do have something to contribute. <laughs> just Felix Felicus. Yeah. Did you only say that because of her? No, I've always called it Felix Felicus mm. in my head. Okay, never mind. Both of you are nerds. You deserve each other. <laughs> that's a positive thing. <laughs> you look so disappointed. That's no, so I... You're so, <laughs> like... <laughs> that was me trying to figure out in my brain how to say a slumency with a soft C. <laughs> and it just was not working. 
<laughs> well, anyways, that penis flick is more of really quick. So that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> but also, maybe it's a good thing that Dumble, maybe it was that last bit. Brian back. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Because obviously, like you said, he runs up and Fat Lady is like, well, this is why we have security. And he's like, I'm the reason why you have the security, you bitch. <laughs> And He's then like, we're like, I'm the chosen one. And then when nearly how the snake comes by and is like, oh, Dumbledore is here. He's <laughs> like, fuck you, fat lady. She's like, I was just I was kidding. Was, Are you Bitch. fucking kidding also, me? Also, why is the password tapeworm? Come on, Gryffindor. Because they're naming the passwords after the author. The passwords are fucking ridiculous. I, I literally have in my notes, Toffee Eclair is much tastier than tapeworms. <laughs> Correct. Indeed it is. Like, why are Dumbledore's, Eclair, why are Dumbledore's passwords oh, no, so fantastic? Toffee Eclair was the... Mm, yeah. the I, for I Dumbledore's office, yeah. yeah. And then Tapeworm. I want Toffee Eclair's now, too. Yeah. Right? Coffee Eclair's. <laughs> Toffee... I can't Whoa, speak. Whoa, okay. Terracotta. <laughs> you started it. I, I did start it. But Tapeworms are gross. Yeah. Much less tasty. Yes. Much less tasty. <laughs> Fuck Mary Gill. Tapeworms. Toffee eclairs. Monkey. <laughs> I hate monkey. And monkey. <laughs> Is this an inside joke? It's yes, it's from the show that we're doing currently. No. Bad. Monkey. You just played right into it. <laughs> I don't care. So yeah, that happens where he's like, Oh, Dumble's here. I did notice a typo. Oh? Mm-hmm. On page four ninety three of my version. Uh-huh. He's talking about something that he had like heard. And when I say he, I don't know which character it is. It could be Dumble, it could be Harry, it could be, you know, we have this Nick. Um, but it says, I had it. Oh, yeah. And she said, Nick I heard says, it. Nick says, I heard it. It should be heard. But I wonder I if that's... I think had like, it is I think a, that's a, maybe a... Like, Britishism. A Britishism. Yeah. I had received that information. That's basically what that would mean. I like to think that it's a tapeworm typo. <laughs> Yeah, it's I supposed to say I tapewormed it. I tapewormed it, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for understanding what I was trying to say. There's been a lot of typos in this book, though. I've called them out. She's getting weaker. I she think tapeworm is. I think yeah. this was the most rushed book. Yeah. It's also arguably the best written. It, yeah, because that's something I've been saying this entire time. Another thing that I say every episode is like, I never remember book six being one of my favorites. I was turning out to be one of my mm. favorites. So you heard it here, kids. Rush. Don't take your time. <laughs> Don't take your time. <laughs> my life motto is if you wait until the last minute, it only takes you a minute. So just do it as quick as you Ooh, can I at the end. I not like oh. that. Oh. <laughs> that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> when I was a teenager especially, my parents would always say that you're a procrastinator. And so now I'm like completely an anti-procrastinator but now i'm looking at things that my parents do and i'm like tiktok bitch we obviously jump back into the memory it's amazing to me how quickly it goes from hey i'm here and i have this to like okay we're in yeah yeah like, Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's like i have been waiting for this bitch Let's Dumbledore's go. tempo changes so much starting at the fifth book because he's very languid all throughout and then yeah now that he knows that Voldemort is back. He's like, okay, nope, we gotta keep moving. Yeah. We gotta chug along. We, oh, I, you drink that water. I'm dying in not a lot of time here, so let's right? get it all in. And he knows that he's gonna die. I made fun of Tara <laughs> for drinking water because when we were eating, she's like, I was making fun of him for drinking water. So what goes around comes around. I'm talking to myself, bitch. The water will also do that. 
Go around. Victoria's literally here to just throw in the zingers. And you're I like love her so it's much. That tertiary character that lives in a tree on a children's program. Shit, where, how do you know where I grew up? In a tree. <laughs> I can tell by looking at your face. Dang. You squirrel, bitch. Wow. <laughs> That's my fucking high school nickname. <laughs> squirrel, bitch. And Adam, Adam. I'm telling you. Yeah. So he goes very, very quickly into this. At the beginning of the memory this time, it says something along the lines of, like, Slughorn's like, oh, if you just continue to bring me crystallized pineapple, you would eventually become Minister of Magic. I have all these right. connections. He was, like, he was like, if you just continue to bribe the right people, you'll be good. And part of me is like, wouldn't that be easier for Woldy, based on everything that we know about him? Yeah, but he then didn't. he's not the one with the power in that situation. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want I guess that's just relying wants, on yeah. other people for power. He wants power. to run the shit. I guess that's Look true. at the next book. Rather than trying to like work his way up, <clears throat> he's trying to like get there in more devious means, I guess. Rather than working smarter, he's just working harder, mm-hmm. I guess. Also, it mentions at this point a lot of future Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. My question is, are these Death Eaters actually prominent figures that Slughorn wants? Do like do they have these talents that Slughorn cares about getting in the club? Or are they there because Tom Riddle's like, no, my buddies are coming? Yeah, I like that because last oh, yeah. time we mentioned it, Avery's there and Strange is there. Etc. But that's a good point. It almost feels like somehow because they are like rallying around Tom Riddle, that's why they're there. And mm-hmm. Slughorn is just like, oh, these are all of your friends and you're brilliant. So sure, why not? Because otherwise it really does seem like you can just buy Slughorn, you know? What if you could just buy Slughorn? What kind of product would that be? Hmm. What kind of product would that be? I think it would be car wax. Car wax. Yes, because who would want to eat Slughorn? It definitely would not be an edible product. No. <clears throat> car wax is pretty good. Yeah, car wax is pretty good. <laughs> what my brain just said is because you were like, yeah, it does not sound very edible. Car wax is good. Like, you would eat car wax. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going the wrong direction with it, but I don't care. What are those things, those like tube men that like dance outside car dealerships? Those two men? What the, type? the tube men? The, I like, was going to say, what types of car dealerships are you going to? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like the, like, the, like, the, the arm flailing yeah. tube men. The, yes. the yeah, tube the flailing arm tube men. Those are slughorns? I feel like they are distracting and not useful. Which slughorn is a bit distracting and not useful sometimes. I suppose. See, I mean, they're distracting in the way that they distract you to come to this car dealership. I'm almost thinking something right. along the lines of like... A very specific type of bolt or nut. Oh yeah, that's a slughorn end. Oh yeah! That you use for a very specific thing only? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that answer too. You have like four of them. You've had them for like 20 years and you've used yeah. like In one drawer in your house. Yeah. A slughorn. Where the fuck were we? I was... <laughs> slughorn is being a sleazy bitch with teenagers. Ew. That's not a good sentence. But you're right. <laughs> no, you're... Once all of these... Death Eaters, these future Death Eaters are gone, there is this moment where he is asking about the Horcruxes, and Harry says something about how he can tell so much how pleased Tom Riddle is, even though he's trying his best to be kind of just like play into Slughorn's whims. Yeah, he's very strategic about it, and Harry comments on it, and it's it's really interesting because the way that it's written, there's a lot of ellipses and em dashes and, and things that that guide that by Harry really informs it, it. Yeah, it says, It was very well done, thought Harry. The hesitancy, the casual tone, the careful flattery, none of it overdone. He, Harry, had had too much experience of trying to wheedle information out of reluctant people 
not to recognize a master at work. He could tell that Riddle wanted the information very, very much, perhaps had been working toward this moment for weeks, which is not a skill that Harry quite gets to a good level at. Never. I know that this paragraph makes it sound like Harry is impressed with this skill, but as a reader, I read this and I'm like, this kid is suspicious as fuck. Uh-huh. He doesn't handle it correctly. Oh, absolutely. I think Slug is absolutely suspicious about it, but... He's like, how do I handle this? I'm just going to tell him. I think Slughorn's in denial. Well, I think Slughorn also has this view of Riddle already, that Riddle is going to be helpful to him in the future, so he wants to appease him now. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think that Slughorn would be willing to accept certain levels of not-so-great things from Tom Riddle to a certain extent, and this is the line. So I think that Tom Riddle went further over the line than another teacher would have accepted. But Slughorn is, is a little more open-minded because he understands what ambition can do, which is why he's like, you know, you could be Minister of Magic in 15 years. Which, by the way, is probably could be true. Oh, absolutely. If, if Tom Riddle had continued on the trajectory that he was on at Hogwarts and followed advice from Slughorn, he definitely could have been Minister of Magic. And he probably would have taking over the wizarding world much faster. Yeah, maybe. But he is busy ripping his soul apart instead. I've said it in, in the previous episodes of how necessary was this memory really? Yeah, I agree with that. Use context clues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Dumble already knows all this shit. Well, I think the key part is how many times. Seven. Yes. Yeah. And it's a verification mm-hmm. because I think that Dumbledore is still not surprised to hear that. Yeah, because Dumbledore absolutely knows that there were two. And he's guessed yeah. that there are more. Yeah. So, like, what else are we searching for? And we get a lot of that in the later part of the chapter of, okay, well, we know that there's these. We know that he went after Artifact. I like that he actually <laughs> clarifies the diary at one point, too, of, like, well, that isn't a Horcrux because that is what ties him back to being an heir of Slytherin. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I kind of danced around. But as I was thinking about it today in particular, before we recorded, I do think it has to do with like the amount of times Isla was ripped in two or three or seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I really found theories of reincarnation being supported here. In that, so that your soul cannot move on <clears throat> and to make yourself immortal, you have to like tear it. And that keeps it here on Earth. I think it was Slughorn who also said something along the lines of like, oh no, you would much rather want to die than have this happen to your soul. Mm -hmm. Because your soul is this thing that transcends lives and lives many lives, but it keeps you stuck in this life. Like that's kind of how you felt with this. You kind of see it later in the seventh book, even in the King's Cross-ish limbo space mm-hmm. where he's crispy there. not crispy baby oh yeah my God. cocaine baby cocaine thank you baby. cocaine baby <laughs> is there and that is very clearly a limbo place that is like are you getting on the train and moving on or yeah. not mm-hmm. and i think he's permanently stuck there because he has done this so mm-hmm. it, it his soul's incapable yeah. of moving on yeah crispy cocaine baby that sounds like something you get out of hibachi <laughs> <laughs> i prefer original recipe original recipe I don't prefer any babies in my body, personally. The original recipe. I just want that onion volcano, please. That's it. That's the only thing I'm good about. I love the for. onion volcano. It's when they make little, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, I do. The other thing in speaking of this was making me think about the technology behind creating a Horcrux. I have a lot in here about just like, I want to know more about how it works. Yes. Me too. Is your soul okay, split? 
I do. Concerned. Is your soul split evenly every time is my first question. So are all the pieces created equal or is that first soul piece actually half Larger. of your soul? Oh, like, and yeah. at some point you're... See, that's how I feel, I feel like, like, like you're smaller and smaller. Yeah. And then if that is the case, it was very clear that Voldemort himself was more and more physically affected the more he made. Mm. So he became more powerful each time. So is each Horcrux imbued with different powers because... There is definitely some level of magic that happens to these objects that they gain new powers from having the soul in it. Are like the later Horcruxes more powerful than the earlier Horcruxes because of that. Because they have a smaller soul that is potentially more powerful. You have to look at the the Horcruxes and like what Mm -hmm. kind of powers that they seem to have. Like the diary, he was literally able to use the diary to possess a child. And at, and at some the point, basilisk. the diary, half his soul, and at some point the diary was going to make him a person again. Yeah. There is a reality out there where Ginny was completely absorbed in that diary, and Voldemort returned as a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a reality with two Voldies that are battling it out. So in a way, the last four crosses, which we also kind of learn here, like if you're... We don't learn it here. But, like, if you are applying your knowledge of the series to this chapter... The seventh Horcrux is actually Nagini, right? Mm-hmm. And Nagini, like, as I was reading this, I remembered Bertha Jorkins, I think, was the I person... believe he used Bertha Jorkins he... for Nagini. Was it yeah. Bertha or was it Frank? So, that's the other thing, because... It I could have been either. Mentioned... It's never... Yeah, it's never clarified. The reason I always think of Bertha... Is because either way, at that point, unless he waited until after he regained his body to create that last Horcrux. See, the only thing that has always been questionable to me is when Harry sees all of that in book four at the very beginning, it is through Nagini's eyes. So Voldemort already has some level of connection to Nagini. I don't know if that's Horcrux yet. So that's a good point. But I think by that point, Bertha Jorkins might also be Bertha Jorkins is dead. So because the reason why I say that is because my whole thought is a spell is needed to make a horcrux. Then explain Harry, because he's a mistake. But then they go on to say, Voldemort thought that you were going to be the final horcrux. So maybe he already did the spell, and then it backfires, and all of a sudden him killing James and Lily then makes Harry the sixth horcrux. Apparently, Voldemort didn't know about this. Something right. along those lines. doesn't know about Harry as a horcrux. Yeah, the way I've always rationalized it in my brain is whatever preparations need to be done to split the soul, he does before that night. In the intended murder of Harry, the actual part of his soul that is him is killed, but that other one is just kind of floating there and attaches to Harry. Attaches to Harry, which is interesting. The fact that Dumbledore even suspects Nagini, I was like, okay, Dumbledore, you get it. Then he goes off and makes that final horcrux of Nagini, and so Nagini is the seventh horcrux via Bertha Jorkins. Yeah, I feel like Bertha Jorkins makes the most sense, but my concern there is Voldy does not have his body back. So if he has made his last horcrux prior to having his body back, does that mean that Wormtail actually did the horcrux? If we're works. like talking like outside the series, your body and your soul are two different things. Your soul is what goes on, your body is what exists in this life. But, but in this fourth book we do see, he is the one that kills Frank Bryce. The way it's described is that whatever physical being that Voldy is manages to Cocaine kill Frank baby. Bryce. Yes, yes. So that is why I would assume that it was prior to him having his body, but I don't know that Frank Bryce is important enough. I feel like it's Bertha Jorkins. I think it's Bertha Jorkins, too. 
And because at and some point they kind of mentioned con- like it an old man muggle or connect something. Harry and Nagini. Before Nagini is a Horcrux, does not necessarily have a connection to Harry. But again, we don't ever get that clarification. It's all speculation and fun. But I do think that makes a lot more sense than Frank Bryce. Even what Dumbledore says after they get out of the memory of <laughs> saying the whole thing of like, oh, you could have made whatever. But Dumbledore being like, okay, we really need to look at him though. Like he is using artifacts. And so then that's when Dumbledore talks about crispy hand ring diary harry makes the connection of the locket and the cup and then dumbledore mentions nagini so that's when it's like okay there's this one extra one that's floating out there they don't even mention the diadem obviously but he thinks they, that it's yeah. something that belonged to gryffindor or ravenclaw and the only thing that could have been gryffindor is safe here it's the sword yep. so yeah. i do appreciate dumbledore explaining away the diary as a horcrux and how mm-hmm. careless Voldemort had been with it. And, and how like, Lucius fucked yeah, up. And like how, well, because Lucius didn't know that it contained a fragment of his soul. Dumbledore making that point that like, there's no fucking way that he would have been like, yeah, I made one. Because Harry's like, oh, so you think you succeeded? He's like, yeah, the fucking diary and also more than one because why would he throw his diary around like that? Absolutely. You know? But I was thinking about what you were saying about is his soul cut in half based on what's part of his body? The more we think about that, the more I'm like, that makes sense as to why it just was like too much when he tried to kill him. Yeah, exponentially more and more. Because that would mean half of his soul went into the diary and the other half was still part of him. A quarter of his soul went into the ring, which, by the way, gave Dumbledore a crispy hand. There is a ton to talk about that is probably not worth this episode, this episode of, yeah. like, Horcrux chat. the Horcruxes and what the powers of each are yeah. and, like, why each soul Yeah, that's piece. definitely, I think, its own thing. Yeah. yeah. We even talked about this a bit when Brian was here, because that was the Hepzibah Smith chapter. Okay, bitch. And, uh, yes, that's the exciting thing here is, like, piecing all these things together, I think, as well. But, yes, Crispy Hand is explained. It's a good thing that Dumbo went and found that ring. That's, like, needle and haystack. Right? The other thing that I get from a lot of this is the theme of immortality. They bring up a lot of things from book one, how basically this whole series is about immortality. It starts with the Sorcerer's fucking stone. Yeah, and how Voldemort wouldn't have wanted to be dependent upon the elixir in the stone. Yeah, Yeah, and there's the whole thing about unicorn blood in that portion Mm. of the story. Mm. and, And there's tons of ways for these wizards to gain immortality or extend life or all these things and, and it seems like wizards live longer than muggles there were some things book four too having to do with the immortality stuff as well yeah uh, all culminating in the tales of beetle and bard which is yeah. the actual final path of success yeah 100 percent. that too what did i write here <laughs> it looks like it said pronouns screwed up at the bottom of page 506 i think that's what that says oh someone's that- pronouns got another typo a fucking tapeworm fucking up people's pronouns. I swear to God. Oh, well, I think this answers our question about Nagini as a Horcrux, though. As you're looking for the typo? Yeah. It says he used Nagini to kill an old muggle man, and it might have occurred to him to turn her into his last Horcrux. Old muggle man. That's still her. speculation on Dumbledore's part. That's but... true. So that's an interesting one because, so yeah, speculation that it's Frank Bryce right there. Yeah. I don't know, something makes I, me think it's Bertha I like too. Bertha because that is an explanation of why Harry sees everything through Nagini's eyes. And the interesting thing about this is as well, because I, I agree, I like the Bertha Jorkins thing, but I think back to Priyari, this is the other thing that I can never pronounce, Priyari Incantatum. Sure. That's right. Sure. Is that right, what? that lady? 
Priori Incantatum. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, I never say it right anyways, but... You got, um, a, you got an okay from Latin Lady. Latin Lady. That's your new name. Who's been called worse? Yeah, that's true. During that, even at the end, when he uses the Resurrection Stone, we do see the apparition of his parents, which one of them has obviously been killed for a Horcrux, and then we also see Frank Bryce in the book, at the very least, come out during Priori and Cantatum. My thought was... In the was, book, we also get Bertha Jorkins. Oh, we do? We do. I guess that would make sense, because we would need to see Bertha Jorkins during that scene. Mm-hmm. No matter who it was that was killed between Frank and Bertha, and then Lily and James, it also shows that if you are murdered for a Horcrux, it has no impact on the victim's soul, only the murderer's soul, which I think is good to know. Seems like he used Nevada Kedavra on all of these people, except mm-hmm. Myrtle. But Myrtle was not necessarily a horcrux. Um, was Hepzibah Smith Nevada Kedavra? I would imagine. Like, I feel like, listen, if you're good at it, Harry uses steal your wand all the time, so, and it always do. works. Steal your Yes. Steal your wand. <laughs> like, did you forget what it was called? I did. I did. <laughs> but you know what? I got my point across. It's fine. Great. Yes. <laughs> and Voldemort, Voldemort uses I murder you immediately. So, like, yeah. it's fine. Pass away. Pass away. Pass away. <laughs> yes. I like pass away. Pass away. That's Kyle. Thank you, Kyle Burnett. Kyle, yes. I mean, he obviously used it on the Potters. It goes through in these memories, like, looking back at, like, what the authorities thought. I mean, he uses it on, not that Cedric was one of his horcruxes, but he uses it on Cedric. He He uses it on Frank Bryce. So, one would assume he just fucking uses it He definitely uses it on his dad and his grandparents. Because they talk about what people thought of that. The only thing I can remember about Hepzibah Smith is they said that Hokey poisoned the tea. Yeah. But then again, it very could have well been like, oh, they didn't really understand what happened, and they just, like, assumed this and hokey. You know, there was the mind control kind of stuff with it, too. Well, so. I mean, do you think that, do you think that wizards do, like, forensics and, like, test people's blood? I'm sure that they don't, so... <laughs> Probably not. There's this portion near the end that is talking about, like, the prophecy, and how Harry has to be the one to kill Voldemort, and so they have to destroy all these horcruxes, and Harry still not understanding how great he is. Yes. In order for Dumbledore to kind of get his point across, he had to be like, okay, imagine if you didn't have to kill him, but you still heard he did all these things. Would you still want to be the one so to, So he like... says, yeah, he says... Um, and, ha- and how basically... Not because of the prophecy, because you yourself will never rest until you've tried. We both know it. Imagine, please, for just a moment that you had never heard of the prophecy. How would you feel about Voldemort now? Mm-hmm. Harry says, I'd want him finished and I'd want to do it. Yeah. And then the way that how Voldemort marked him as his equal by being like, ah, oh, this is the kid. Right. So the prophecy never would have been a thing if it weren't for Voldemort in the first place. Yeah. Which almost gives some hope to it in that, like, this is all Voldemort's doing. Yeah, it's all about how much agency both of them had and still do. Because he very clearly says, Harry, you could not chase after Voldemort. You don't have to. Right. But he is not going to stop chasing after you. So you can make the choice, but this prophecy will still come true because he is following it. Not because you are. So it doesn't matter if you do or not. Yeah. And then also Dumbledore knowing Harry and his personality. Because yes, Harry's not going to rest until he does it. Mm. They kind of have this raised voices match about Harry not understanding what the power of love is. And... It, the first couple times I've read it, I thought of it as pretty childish, like Harry just being like, wow, I don't understand. Until he came to Hogwarts, he's actually never really understood love, because mm-hmm. he never got it. And even though he is alive because his mother loved him, that does not mean that he has experienced that in real time. And so when 
Dumbledore, who has been saying this since fucking book one, you know, you're special because of this love protection that was put over you. Harry is still feeling that I don't have parents' sadness. I go back to dealing with, with my family that hates me shit, where he still lives in a world where his friends do have parents. Like, there's a lot to it still that is not going to be something that a child will understand. So yes, Harry is kind of a little brat about it, and Dumbledore does not handle it well because Dumbledore is a terrible <laughs> communicator. I don't know. I think the end of this chapter is very interesting. It keeps Harry in perspective as a child. In a way, it's good that through the rest of this podcast, we've talked so much about his trauma because now in times like this, it's something that we just know to include in his reasoning and his lack of belief in himself and all of that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that does come up in this conversation, though is some incorrect, or I assume that it's incorrect, assumptions from Dumbledore. Dumbledore has no idea that Harry's a Horcrux, right? Maybe. No allusions to it. No. no. Whatsoever. Yeah. Not here. No, not at all. Like, literally, we don't have this conversation until King's Cross. Yeah. After Dumbledore has died. Which, and then that chapter, you're like, oh, so Dumbledore totally did suspect this. Well, but he never fucking did he suspect anything. Because even after he died, you know, the fact that he's at King's Cross shows some sort of omnipotence and that he, like, was able to view some of what has gone on. I mean, are we giving Dumbledore the benefit of the doubt? Of, or is like, that really Dumbledore Harry's talking to? Right. Uh, well, yeah, there's that, too. I mean, mind. whoa. Yeah, Wait till we get to that part. But, like, that's the thing, is I think, but, I think there's so much of a layer yeah, there that's... Well, because right here, he's saying things like, oh, those things of, like, how you can look into his thoughts and things, that's because of this tie that you have together. And I'm like, well, it's because he's a horcrux. Right. It's almost like if you're reading this for the first time and you're really trying to think of every single way that this journey could go at this point, you could very well think that Harry is a horcrux. Right. We just now learn that, like, Nagini... Nagini, like another living creature. Yeah. yeah. I almost like the idea of Dumbledore not knowing that Harry is a horcrux. And I don't think he knows that he is. I like that because it shows how clearly, through this chapter, Dumbledore has done the work. Dumbledore knows to an extent, or he thinks he knows, this is the trajectory and everything, but then... If Voldemort was expecting to make Harry his victim for his final horcrux, and he did all of that work prior to, like Dan said, then, of course, there's a possibility that Harry could become a horcrux. Because he still killed somebody, and so something has to become the horcrux. So, I mean, oh, like, even yeah, just talking about this out loud, it shows how much... It's also, like... <laughs> we're conspiring. But also, mm-hmm. you know, Dumbledore does know Harry's a horcrux. Fast forward to The Prince's Tale in Book 7. Dumbledore knows Harry is a horcrux. But I don't know that he's always thought that. Because he literally instructs Snape on when Harry has to die. So he's just feeding Harry bullshit in this moment to make it... I don't know. He's feeding him bullshit. He's not feeding the whole story because, one, Dumbledore. And two, he says this to Snape in Book 7. That's not going to help Harry. He will not be able to do the thing he needs to do. If he knows this information now. Like, if he knows that he's a Horcrux, I mean, obviously. Like, you don't want to be like, hey, kid, here's what a Horcrux is. And guess what? You are one. Right. Well, and also, First of all, sick burn, Dumble. You are Horcrux. Back to year five, when Voldy could see into Harry's mind. If Harry knows he's a Horcrux, then Voldy going to know Harry a Horcrux. If we're afraid that's still happening. So that's That's dangerous. There's a line earlier in this chapter, too, that we kind of skipped past but Dumbledore 
very clearly knows a lot more about Horcruxes. He's had experience with it before because there's a line that Slughorn says in the memory before Riddle even is confirmed to have made a Horcrux that, oh yeah, Dumbledore speaks out very fiercely against letting this knowledge out. So Dumbledore had some experience with Horcruxes before Riddle's time even. And I don't know if that is something in his time with Grindelwald or any of that or if it's something totally unrelated. Ooh, so much to think about. Oh my, there's so much, so much to think about. Yeah, Horcrux like, is coming soon, or later. Yes, I know this chapter is called Horcruxes, but we're going to talk a lot more about them So later. much. The yeah. only other thing that is important to say, because we'll ha- be talking about the movie portion shortly, is how Dumble's like, we've destroyed two, and I know where the location is of one. And Harry's like, can I go with you? And Dumble's like, yeah, actually, good job, boy. You can actually go on vacation with me next right. time. So then, fast forward in a couple chapters where they go to Palm Springs, fun the locket because yeah. that's where Dumbledore's been this entire time. And there'd be dead peeps. Sucking there. dicks. Where there are I don't know peeps. what vacation you're talking about, Tara. <laughs> we have established that Dumbledore's are in the Palm Springs to suck dicks. <laughs> game portion! Okay, so here's my game. <laughs> and this game that we're going to play, we've, we've been doing a lot of conspiring and really thinking about the true trajectory of the series. So we're gonna throw all that away and we're gonna play wrong answers only. Oh fuck This is a game me. I chose specifically because Dan is here. But also Tara, you're also really, really, good, really at good at this game. Shut up! <laughs> I did smack her. <laughs> I like bitch slapped her across the face. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, verified. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Those are actually tears, not laughter. <laughs> I looked at Victoria and I'm like, Victoria's not paying attention. <laughs> Victoria's like, oh, notice notice whatever. <laughs> fucking smack the shit out of Tara. Okay. There's five things that I need you guys to answer. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one. What is a Horcrux? My answer is Tara. The most important people in the whorehouse. Oh, because they're the crux. She's a fucking... Look, she speaks. The mute lady speaks. The mute Latin lady. The mute Latin lady. Well, I I don't know that that can be top. The Latin The highest earner in the whorehouse. (laughs) Tara, what's your independent thought? Mine is dumb. I don't know. Do it. This is the game. Okay, so a horcrux... um, Is your mama. Your mom. Sometimes I can't come up with really good ones, and today I'm just like, no. Well, Tara fails this question. What is your answer? My answer is your mama horcrux, because when she suck a dick, she split that whole dick in half. What? I don't know. At least I made more effort than you did. Because a soul splits in half? Something about splitting. I'm gonna split your ass in half unless you answer this question. Okay, this is dumb, but okay, so a horcrux is, um... Just let it flow, baby. Yeah. I mean, you can literally be like, it's a de- de- delicious dessert made from... Yeah. Well, or Horcrux or is... <laughs> Tara doesn't know. Moving on. I'm sorry. Don't apologize to me. <laughs> Number two. What and how were the first two Horcruxes destroyed? So I mean, what were the Horcruxes and how were they destroyed? The... the- the ring was very clearly destroyed when Moaning Myrtle had sex for the first time, so, uh, you know, her death was completely validated and, and her soul no longer possessed the Are you saying that ring was not a ring that goes on your finger? Could have been. Okay. See, I thought the first Horcrux was actually a hula hoop. Okay, now we're talking. Continue. And it was destroyed by some ancestor of fucking crab because he's the worst who also didn't understand how fiend fire worked and accidentally set fire to his entire village. 
where the hula hoop was waiting to be picked up by Boldy. All right, you're half right, actually, because <laughs> one of the original Horcruxes was indeed a hula hoop, but that was broken when Hagrid fucked it with his giant dick oh. because his dick was too big. Go Hagrid. I mean, Madame Maxime is a strong bitch, okay? Well, wide set Madame Maxime. What about the second Horcrux that was destroyed? I think the second Horcrux was actually those um, cauldron cakes that Ramon Delane made with oh. the love potion. And Harry destroyed them by giving um, Ron the bizor and saving his life. Oh, that's wholesome. Yeah. I think the second Horcrux... Ramolda Vane is awful. <laughs> the second I, Horcrux... I just called her Ramolda. Ramolda. Ramolda! Ramolda, Ramoldi, Voldy! Oh my god, they're the same person. They're the same person. Canon. Canon. <laughs> the second Horcrux was actually a wicker chair. Roth thought it was a snack, because he likes... Uh, I completely snacks. accept it. I don't know how you got to wicker chair <laughs> and why it's a snack for crops, but okay. Grop spit is equal to basilisks. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, we should have spent everything to grop. Okay. Number three. <laughs> what is the remaining sixth Horcrux? At this point, there's only six, if you're going by the book. I mean, it's very clearly skinny dick, skinny dick. Oh my god, we need to snip snip. It, you it's probably actually, just have to like pull on it really hard. It's actually like that condom that Dumbledore had in his pocket since 1926 when he met. Because you know he hadn't been using no condom. <laughs> Dumbledore's a barebacking man. I think the sixth, con- the sixth condom. <laughs> yep, okay, moving on. <laughs> We're just going to move on. Where do they go to find the Horcrux after this? Your mom's house? Caesar's palace. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> My mom lives in Caesar's They're like, shows. we're going to gamble. My mom and is Caesar. <laughs> that makes sense. I would like to go to Caesar's Palace. I mean, I'll go to my mom's house too, I guess. That's fine. I was going to say that they go to TJ Maxx and they have a shop opportunity to find that. A shop opportunity? Horcrux. And it's actually a Bluetooth speaker. Like a oh, no, 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 no. You know where you want to hide your final Horcrux? is in the snack section of TJ Maxx. Ain't nobody buying buy that, that shit. No, no one buy the snacks. Although, Maybe Groff's would. At one point, I did buy two jars of jelly at TJ Maxx. That was technically in the snack section. And luckily, neither of them were Horcruxes, but I also became this close. But they might have been expired. <laughs> they probably expired. <laughs> I became this close to buying a tin of Diwali. Which are oh, the grape yeah. leaves, and mm. I was like, "There's no way these are good." No, absolutely. There's no, not. I will no. die if I eat these. No, is so. that where we got our giant thing of unground pepper? Home goods, Home but yes. They have so many of them. There's just so much pepper. And then my final question <laughs> is, why must Harry defeat Moldy? That's how J.K. Rowling fucking wrote it. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's her name? Taper. Taper. Oh, I missed that part. Taper. Okay. Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention! Latin lady gonna cut you. <laughs> she can try, but she's not gonna succeed. I don't know. I am tired. <laughs> so she can try. Please she's don't. Sneaky. Don't do that. I mean, Harry gotta kill Voldy because Ginny is holding the sex until he does. Right. That's important. You said that so smoothly. That's like yeah. is the correct answer, which is what it is. Yeah. It's the correct answer because it's wrong answers only. What about you? Yeah. Harry gotta kill Voldy because he's already the best at Quidditch, so now he's be the best at something else. So maybe killing bad, bad dudes. I don't know. I, that one's bad. Okay. Don't. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you the real reason why Harry has to kill Voldemort is because he been spreading lies about Harry Potter. And Harry's like, I ain't gonna stand for this. You said so, wrong answers only. Those are correct answers. <laughs> has he 
he been spreading lies about him? He literally tells his followers all the shit in the fourth book where he's like, Harry Potter, who's only lived because of luck. It really like Harry Potter, who's lived because okay. he sucks. That's not necessarily a lie, though. It's, it's, it's kind of the truth. Harry only lived because of luck. The lies I'm talking about is like, Harry got a tiny dick. That's not a very nice lie. Thank Get you. Get your name out my mouth. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Like, he's talking shit. Harry can't stand for that. Harry only wears wigs with a hard front. <laughs> and Harry's like, bitch, my wigs are inclockable. Thank you. You're gonna die now, motherfucker. <laughs> movie portion! What happens in this movie? Can we just talk about how fucking sus he is the whole time? Tom Riddle is like, so... Sleazy things out of my mouth, looking creepy and acting it, creepy. It really doesn't portray the calculatedness. It does not. It's just him being book. a creepy ass kid. He's super sus. He's super sus. I like how he's looking in the fire and he's like, wait, what does he say when he's looking in the fire? It's creepy. Maybe that's when he's talking about seven. Yeah. Doing it more than what once. if someone will just rip their soul saving ways? And he's looking into the fire and Slughorn is like, Wow, that's awful. Why would somebody want to kill right. more than one person? And you're like, and yet <laughs> that's you're... A, yeah, that's exactly what he uh, says. That's what he said. Why would you want to kill more than one person? Isn't one enough? Right, and you're like, red flags, red flags, no? Okay, just keep telling him shit, Slughorn. When they come out of that memory, it moves so fast and, like, grazes the surface. It's what? like they're both so excited. Right, they are. They're like, okay, now we know a thing. But also then... He's like, uh, yeah, I knew that. He doesn't actually say it, but Dumble literally acts like he knew that anyway. Also, he's watching Harry, and I was like, is this their way of showing us that Harry is a horcrux in the movie? Wait, I'm confused. Say that again? The way that Dumble looks at Harry. Well, he definitely had the thing from the fifth book where it's like, oh, I, I wasn't looking at you because I thought Voldemort would be staring back. Right. So if he thinks that Voldemort is somewhere beneath the surface and they get to this pertinent information, it could very much be. Also, the um, he totally thinks Harry's a horcrux. He's not going to tell him that because Dumble is first class and not telling people shit. 100. They hop out of the memory, and it's very much like, oh my gosh, we solved the mystery. And Dumble throws the ring in the Dumble, in the, uh, <laughs> he throws the ring in the Dumbledore. Yeah, he throws himself at Harry. In the diary. And that's when you realize that you're actually on SeanCody.com because something happens, and you're like, well, this is uncomfortable. No. And then Dumble is like, I need you to come with me. And we're like, that's nothing like the fucking book. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very much like, here's the other horcruxes. Oh, and they like go back and forth and it's very frenzied. And then. Well, and then Harry uh, having, touching the ring and having like quick vision. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of all of the shit Again, that they didn't we, show you. My crux, please. But my thought is that, okay, maybe that's what it is then, is that he's a horcrux. But if the horcrux is destroyed, would that not be happening? But if Harry Maybe. has that connection, well, there you go. But then, yeah, exactly that. Dumble's like, actually, I am I old and weak is. and I cannot do it myself. Right. Yes, please come to TJ Maxx with me. <laughs> Someone has to push the cart. Someone has to dig through all those expired spin. candies. Points! We're... Which, that's the announcement that I do every episode. Always. <laughs> so. Points are always like that. Very simple points, because there's not a lot of people. I can take five away from the fat lady. Because I don't care if you... Listen, that, that joke ain't funny when you were a kid being afraid to 
you're gonna get caught out of also bed the biggest night. fucking diva in the entire series kind of we love her but she a diva oh yeah i guess that's true i mean if we're going by like the pureness of what a diva is it's the fat lady because there are some divas in the series, but yes, like... Yes, Draco Malfoy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you turn it up. So negative fat lady. <laughs> He's not, she's also lying, too. Like, you're awake. What harm is this going to be? Yeah. Also, if somebody kills Harry Potter outside you, people are going to be mad, so... And find out that you didn't let him in because you were having a joke because you're mad. Having a joke. Having a joke. Plus 20 to Dumbledore because... The 20% of information that he actually shared? Yeah. Good job, Dumble. That's a lot for you. I'll accept that. Plus 15 to Harry. Because he finally learned some things after being strung around this entire book. By Dumbledore, even though he already kind of knew that this is what the number is. Yeah, so plus 20 to Dumbledore, plus 15 to Harry, negative 5 fat lady. Wow. Pretty easy. I like it. Outro! We have made it to the end of we the episode. Did it. Thank you very much, Dan, Thanks, for being Dan. here. Yeah, and Victoria. Victoria in the background. For your for your amazing Speaking like, Latin. Drop or whatever you're doing. Fucking brilliant lines. Whatever. She's shrugging, like, yeah, I know. I She's just here. made it awesome. She's great. We hope to have you guys back on sometime soon yes. again. Yes, it would be lovely. And now I'm Thanks here. Time. And with that next time. Chapter 24, Sextum Centro. Sextum Centro. Sextum Centro. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!